What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, Dave. Hi, Eric. Hey, Dave. Do we curse on this podcast? Yes, Eric. Yes, we do. Are you ready, boils and fools? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting Podcast! <laughs> I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome, Welcome to, to Adventures, Adventures in, in Collecting. Collecting where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. So, happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to our special Halloween episode of Adventures in Collecting. Um, <laughs> um, thank you to to Joe for, uh, for hooking us up with a, a special little intro there. Um, we also have a special guest here in, in the attic with us. I'm not that special. <laughs> You're special. Also, that wasn't Joe. That was one of the many creatures we asked him to do an impression of. True. Yes. Yeah, I don't know which one. As of this point, I don't know which one we're going to land on. We have a couple different ones to choose from. <laughs> so uh, we, we rolled the dice. We're hoping to land on that spot. We just don't know when the game piece will get there. So as I mentioned, we have uh, Dave. We mentioned Dave. Uh, we 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 are we're slowly inching towards our hashtag all the Daves. We're collecting Daves. Hashtag all the Daves. <laughs> yep. There's like a reverb in my headphones that's awesome with that because it made me feel like a morning zoo. Where it's like hashtag all the Daves. Live coming to you Monday morning. Remix Z100 Drive Time Radio. <laughs> so, Dave, introduce yourself. Where Where are you from, Dave? My name is Dave. By the way, that's not <laughs> me. It's the other Dave that I promised last week. My name is also Dave. And what podcast do you co-host, Other Dave? Uh, we're going by Also Dave for this one. Okay, Also Dave. I almost named my cat Also Dave. <laughs> But then I realized I'd look like such a jerk going to the vet. <laughs> Do you want to be also Dave or Dave also? I like also Dave. All right. All right. Also Dave. So which uh, podcast do you co-host also Dave? So I'm coming to, to you live from the Calling All Creeps podcast, which is a uh, Goosebumps literary review and comedy podcast. So as I mentioned, this is a, a special Halloween episode of uh, of 
adventures in collecting. So our main topic is going to be Halloween related. But as always, we're going to update you on some toy news and uh, and what we're hauling in. Um, and we'll have a, a third a third person to uh, uh, also Dave to uh, include his his contribution to this to also news and haul. Yes, I also haul. <laughs> so in terms of uh, in terms of news, um, as as usual, when it comes to me, um, there's a lot of really cool Star Wars stuff uh, coming out. Um, there has been uh, early leaks of Best Buy putting some of the the product that was announced for Triple Force Friday. So there's a really cool ATST uh, Mandalorian set that's a Best Buy exclusive that um, by the time you're hearing this podcast, it'll be only a couple days away. Uh, uh, Halloween is the street date for that. So both the Black Series IG-11 yes. and um, the, the ATST Vintage Collection set will be Best Buy exclusives. Those will be um, available on, on 1031 on Halloween. Um, ooh, ooh. as as always, there's a uh, um. Uh, since we don't have Toys R Us here in the United States anymore, for now, um, there's been a lot of really cool stuff coming out of Toys R Us Canada. Uh, there's a really great Black Series uh, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. You know his his uh, Act One and Two look from Return of the Jedi. Great looking figure. Um, that's starting to show up in Toys R Us Canada, along with some of the other uh, newer Black Series figures. So Janna from um, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there's the, um, I think her name is Cara Dune. She, it's the, uh, the other, the main character from The Mandalorian. Um, that's a and, real strong one with good muscles. Yes. She's yeah. got good muscles. Well, I think she used to be a professional fighter. Yeah, she um she was I think in oh, I forget which organization she was in. Um Gina Carano. Gina Carano, thank you. Yeah, and she was also in Deadpool. Of she course. was also uh She's uh, also in the gym with her good muscles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think she was in that new American Gladiators reboot too. Oh, nice. yeah, I forgot about that. Um yeah, so lots of really cool stuff coming from uh from the Star Wars IP out there question on that though yeah what color is that cape on luke skywalker it is brown that's right like it's supposed to be that's right unlike the the three pack that was just uh announced that the evil cave special edition three pack that features uh is that what it's called yeah evil cave they named it really like going back to like those like kenner names where like people were just like walrus man and like <laughs> you know like they they just kind of named it um you know in in that style so like it's it's called the evil i think it's called the evil cave uh special edition do you know how they played off walrus man and all those names how so now star wars lore is that those are basically like the racial slurs for those uh <laughs> for those aliens like literally that's like the slang term for those star wars races like a hammerhead uh, a walrus man. That's kind of badass, though. It at is. At the same time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so un unlike that set, uh, where Luke is, he doesn't have his, like, overcoat that he that he's wearing when he confronts Vader, which is kind of the whole part of that set. Like, the, the Darth Vader figure has the tearaway mask that looks like Luke's face underneath it. Yeah. Um, the Luke is not screen accurate. It's also, like, a much maligned 
figure from like early vintage collection stuff where like the joints are all weird. His arms are like super long. Yeah. They just retooled the head and they left the body the same way. So it's kind of not great. Um, <laughs> it's a three pack. Unlike unlike the uh, the Black Series Luke. But uh, yeah, outside of that, that's that's all I uh, all I've got for news. Da- uh, regular Dave. Original Dave. Original Dave. Regular or unleaded. <laughs> <laughs> um so i actually have something that dropped like today boss fight studio has uh put up their pre-order for the legends of lucha libre line um so wave one is penta zero m and ray phoenix aka the lucha brothers and um they are 37.99 per so you can pre-order them both, and there's also accessory sets. One's kind of more of a deathmatch one, and the other one's just kind of more of a regular hardcore match one. Like, there are light tubes in this, which is bonkers, to be completely honest. Why do they have light tubes? Why is that important? Um, well, it goes back to from uh, Lucha Underground when uh, Penta Zero M was um, Pentagon Jr., and he had the... Um, deathmatch with Vampiro where there were light tubes involved. And this is because they're breaking light tubes over each other. Correct. Awesome. Um, just saw them at AAA in Madison Square Garden. Bought uh, Penta's mask. And let me tell you, love those guys. I might oh, actually the- pick up these figures because I just love them and love what they did to my face that time. I got so I was so comfortable. I'd yell whatever I wanted. <laughs> so I told like people are very into wrestling right now. They were like, Mexican wrestling, I'm there. I'll be there. Recently, they were like, oh, WWE will be here. I'm like, I'll think about it. I just heard about Sushi and Sumo in New York. Going to be there, too. I want to do wrestling around the world, baby. Well, you're, you're a big New Japan guy, right? Um, yeah, I, I watch that as well. Yeah. And, um, of course, the Lucha Brothers are in uh, AEW right now. Hell so. yeah. Dave, anything... Also, Dave. Thank you. Did you did you have anything that you would like to add? Oh, stop. Uh, also, Dave was my father. You could just call me Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a couple things because I uh, just looked through Instagram. So my favorite store, uh, Walgreens, has been getting a, a few exclusive figures that are hitting now. No, not that Danny Moonstar that I'm just going crazy looking for. Because you need three of them, right? I need four of them. Four of them. Because I've... The New Mutants team is one of my all-time favorites. So we're getting all these cannonballs. We have a new sunspot, but none of them are in their New Mutants costumes. This isn't even like the original fun New Mutants Claremont costumes, but I need it. The cannonball's in the X-Force costume, isn't he? Yeah, which he's got like a little Ninja Turtle mask for no reason. (laughs) Your whole body is made out of Kirby dots. Why do you need to wear a Ninja Turtles mask? But... But we are getting General Kenobi, uh, six inch Star Wars, which is what I collect now. I uh, got rid of all of my three quarter, three and three quarter uh, figures when that came out and went super heavy into them when they first launched. Um, so that I'm very excited about. I've been slowing down on that line, but really, really cool. Also, I think one of the most underrated lines and possibly the best figures Hasbro has been putting out this year, the Power Rangers Lightning line. Those are really cool looking. I, I admire them every time I walk down the aisle. So articulation wise, quality wise, I'd say they rival uh, figure arts. No shit. So they especially because Bandai does have a say in these. Um, everything 
from the articulation to the detail to the paint is incredible. I am holding myself to only buying the villains. But of course, because Zach's my dude, <laughs> we got that Zach Black Ranger in with the Dragon Shield. That is a Walgreens exclusive. Not only do I love Walgreens, I love my man Zach. I got to pick that up too. Awesome. Yeah, I, I keep seeing, uh, I feel like I keep seeing Zed. Oh, so such a good figure. And it looks so good. And the, the White Ranger, I keep seeing like the Tommy oh, yeah. White Ranger. He was double packed in that. And they did they did such a good job with that that 3D face sculpt on him. Yeah. Like it's just it's incredible. The best figure in that line, uh, surprisingly, is actually a two pack. It's the Green Ranger and the Putty. The Putty. The Putty is the best figure. You know, it's just and this is like as much as I love Hasbro. Hasbro, I love you. I love what you're doing right now with the Marvel Legends. You know, the the Star Wars figures, of vintage collection, like all the tech that you're using. It's great, but. They have made some like very strong decisions with how they've packed these figures because it's like, you know, you want more than one putty, but you don't need you could use like six putties. But what are you gonna do with six Green Rangers? I have two putties and it, it sucks because there was somebody at the comic shop. I work at Zap Comics and Cards in Wayne, New Jersey, Hulselman Alpin. Uh, let's up <laughs> zapcomics.com or go to our Instagram. We're always we're always sharing your stuff. We love that. It's big, yeah. big well, Zap they, love. They love you, too. Uh, this Aww. podcast was actually kind of thought out there a little bit. Yeah, we did. We did some planning, some external planning at Zap one day. Yeah, you had the ideas and it's just like we're all standing there talking toys and you're, of course, fitting in perfectly with everybody. And it's just a whole big thing. It's like, why don't you just do it? Yeah, so go get your bro original Dave <laughs> and do it. Orig- original Dave. OG Dave. OGD. They call him on the streets. Uh, and then my only other news, I don't want to take all your time, but, uh, Super 7, which, well, Walmart, Walgreens, uh, not Walmart, boo, uh, Walgreens is my favorite, um, store. Super 7's probably my favorite toy brand right now or supplier or store. Um, and they have just released the, uh, packaged art for the Ninja Turtle line that they're doing. Oh yeah. Which super nice. Um, a feel of the comics, the cartoon, and more importantly, the original toys that we knew from growing up. Yeah, they're modeled after the Playmates yeah. toys. And the the packaging art, I have so many turtles, so many vintage turtles. Everybody's done it. I just picked up the NECA ones. These are the best by far. And the packaging, like this is a figure I'd be proud to display in the package because it's beautiful and it looks just like the bed sheets and the pillowcase that I had. Like with the bricks yep. and the colors. And I love the I love the weapon tree too. Like it yes. has like the pop out weapon yes. tree. Ugh. They it clearly, clearly a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And Raphael being the only turtle in this line is obvious for the reason that if you are a a comic guy, I mean you have the red head. So Yep. And that's that's my news. Very cool. So let's let's very quickly run through halls. Um, I actually only have I have two things um, since since the last episode, I, I picked up um, America's ass, uh, the the Captain America from um, the, the first Avengers or, you know, how he appears in the flashbacks and endgame spoiler alert. So I, I picked up him uh, at Walmart and uh, now I'm kind of on the hook for the rest of that set because I kind of want to build the uh, the Lebowski bro Thor. Um, 
And I also found the vintage collection Sith Trooper at Target nice. uh, as part of that wave two um, or the second. I don't know if it, I forget what wave they're actually calling it. Uh, it. Depends on which website you read, but it's the wave with the Sith Trooper, the um, the Jawa, the Yavin Ceremony Leia, and um, I think it's the Shadow Troopers in that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I picked up the Sith, Sith Trooper, so I'm really happy to have that. But those are really the only two things I got since the last episode. I, I vaguely remember where I left off last episode, so um, we'll just go with if, if any of this is a repeat. I apologize; it's been two weeks. So um, I found the um, Target exclusive WWE Asuka Elite, um, the Network Spotlight one. Um, very great figure. Very cool to find it. Very happy I found it. Um, got um, the Ali Chase, the uh, Elite Chase. Because I'm going to start getting the uh, cruiserweights and anyone who's been on 205 Live. You're welcome. Um, thank you, Eric. Um, or was currently in this kind of most recent run of it. Um, I found a Ruby Riot Basic, which factors into something later. And then um, to talk about the, the cruiserweight collection, I found... Um, I found actually both versions of Arya Divari, um, but I'm going to hang on to the chase with the black tights as because it's the chase, basically. Um, so I'm going to stick with that one and um, kind of tying back into the Ruby Riot figure. I found um, the Target exclusive Liv Morgan, which I, I couldn't believe I found it, but I found it. Um, and so. Once the Sarah Logan basic comes out, I will have the entire Riot Squad. Congratulations. I'm two-thirds of the way there, but thank you. Uh, not also Dave, because also Dave is your father, Dave. Uh, what about you? What are you buying? What have you, what have you bought lately? So this is something I purchased over the internet, but received today. My most recent haul, which I will be hauling home with me. Uh, so Eric of the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I know him. You are him. <laughs> Look deep inside yourself and you'll find an Eric. All of you listening. And that's the lesson learned today. I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I don't even know what I said. Anyway. <laughs> that's the moral of the podcast today. Yeah. Look inside yourself and you'll find an Eric. And please don't call the police. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um... This is all cool on my podcast. <laughs> Probably edited out of yours. I'm sorry. Anyway, so I uh, got a uh, Jawa in what is it? What do they call it? Outworld Jawa? Offworld. Offworld Jawa, which I don't know if you knew this, but um, when I was collecting three and three quarter Star Wars figures, I would just collect what I loved, which was um, the Bounty Hunters, uh, Clone Troopers, Stormtroopers, which I always collect. But, uh, I had every single three and three quarter Jawa, like every available one. And also I'd collect all the astromechs. I still have a shot glass holder that just is every different astromech from like a little bit of time. So just having a new Jawa and knowing a fresh Jawa that just decided to stroll up in the club in some navy blue. I'm so excited for that. Sith Trooper all in red. Uh, get ready, baby. Um, I'm thinking that he's going to take his helmet off and be a clone of Anakin Skywalker or Luke or something. Oh, shit. That's my... I didn't, I didn't know we were going going this way with the, the conversation. This is just what I'm saying. This is just what I feel in my heart. 
Um, yeah, because they're they're Sith troopers, and usually they're clones. There's got to be a reason they're Sith troopers, other than just like, you know, Adam Driver's just like, no, I'm Sith. So, and then uh, the Mandalorian carbonized collection, which is beautiful. Just be careful. I've heard that some um, some of those figures, the carbonized ones, mm-hmm. um, fiddling with them too much is causing some of the paint to chip. Well, whatever. He's uh, so. had a hard fight. I'm going to fiddle as much as I can. <laughs> He's going to fiddle against the dark side and the light side. He's a bounty hunter. So um, this is the special Halloween episode. So we thought for our first Halloween and our first Halloween episode as a podcast, we have to talk about horror toys and we have to talk about toys in horror movies. And there's just so much out there um, to talk about. I think the, the, the most iconic toy in, in all of movies, horror movies, when it comes to, uh, you know, toy characters would probably be Chucky, right? I hate that guy. (laughs) So I recently, I I think, am I the only one here who saw the new child's play? Probably. Yeah. Um, so Mark Hamill voices voices Chucky in the new Child's Play, and I remember when the the trailer for it came out, I was just thinking like, "Oh, this is a bad idea. This looks like shit." Um, it was actually pretty cool. They took a they took an interesting twist on it, but um, not nearly as iconic as the original Chucky. I mean, it's just you you can't touch it. Now, you, know, you said I'm pointing to to not also Dave, but just Dave, Dave. Um, I get where well, I'm back to also Dave. You're back to also Dave. My dad's name is Wayne. So <laughs> I <laughs> copped out there. So why do you hate Chucky? Um, I love horror movies and it only comes from Wayne. Uh, he had every Stephen King book and I was like a very afraid child. And I would see the, the spines of all these books. I remember the monkey shines, the soft cover spine. Like it's ingrained in my memory. I was always afraid. I would uh, stay up late with my Uncle Guy. That's really his name. His, it's very generic. But Uncle Guy would like put on horror movies. And if I didn't know how they ended, I'd freak out. And out of all those movies, all the Freddies and Jasons and everything that I remember seeing, anything with a doll or toy that came to life scared the shit out of me. So it's actually only until 2019 this year that I talked with a bunch of people, our friend Rusty from the comic shop and Matt from our podcast, that I realized I'd never seen the first Child's Play all the way through in one sitting because hmm. it had only been through TV and it had only been like scared as a kid. But like as a kid, I need to like when it came on, I'd have to watch it through to the end because I'm like, I have to see how it ends. And that's how like my horror love started. And we sat down and watched it all the way through. It's pretty good, but I feel like. It's one of the things where a lot of times your imagination, especially the imagination of a child, builds something up to be such such a, a, a greater impact and character than what you expect. Still really good, but still nowhere near the horrifying uh, character in, in my nightmares. And I mean, that's that's interesting, too, because, right, like, you know, we're toy collectors. We play with toys as a kid. And now I'll get into my introduction to Chucky in a second, but like as a kid, you know, you think about your toys and like the one of the worst things imaginable is your toy trying to kill you, right? Mm-hmm. Like the thing that you play with every day. What's interesting for me, like being, talking Tina, oh, talking oh. Tina, yeah, being you know being born in in 1988, my introduction to Chucky, I, I think the first one I saw was probably Child's Play three, which at that point he's 
more comedic than he is scary. You know, he's he's kind of he's he's he has surpassed that, you know, that horror movie because even by by two, really, he was more funny than he was scary um, in one. Watching it now when he's like, let go of me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But but you have to you have to remember, though, like if you're if the first one you see is three and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, marked different. Doesn't he doesn't he kill somebody with literally like a yardstick? In three? I think so. Yeah. Is that the the uh, is the that the military, military school? Yeah, one? that's the military school one. Um, so that was my first introduction to him, and I remember going back and watching the first one, and going like, "Whoa!" Like, like even like that young thing, like totally, this is so different. It's like if your first Nightmare on Elm Street is Nightmare on Elm Street, like four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, you know, welcome to prime time, bitch. You know, well, like that's three. That's three. Yeah. Yeah. But still, even in that one, like, you know, he, he, yeah, those characters seem to I, I don't know what it is about about those horror movies from like the 80s where like they figured out that the characters are more entertaining if they were funny rather than them being like villain, like just straight up villains like Jason X. <laughs> Jason X is basically the now that's what I call music of Friday the 13th movies where they just added space and like they just took all their favorite kills and fun concepts and made them space. They just redid it again, but put their greatest hits in one compact disc. Along with a little bit of like BDSM. Of course. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, what do people love now? It's the early 2000s. Yeah. Blade's hot. Isn't Let's there... put a corset on this bad boy. There's a whole there's a whole part of that movie where like there's a discussion going into the like the Android characters nipples. Yeah, and how and how her nipples are designed to look like real nipples. Yeah, but yes, there is that that precedent. Like I, I don't know which character. Probably Freddy was probably the character that started with where they decided that like they you know the popularity become too much where there was you know Freddy toys and the TV show and oh that's all right. this stuff. That, and wasn't he in like music videos? Yeah, Freddy had had a music video. Or two. I work at a, a private school and I wore my Freddy sweater my first Halloween there. And a bunch of kids walked up and said, Why are you wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween? Uh, Only this year did I realize, like, isn't that a, someone was like, Isn't Freddy a child murderer? He so, is. He yes. is, in fact, a child murderer. Like, so, that is actually what he is. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what sweater I'm not wearing in school anymore? <laughs> No, but you'll wear a regular sweater with a Freddy pin on it instead. Yeah. Well, I have a big. Yeah, I got stuff. I have stuff. So, but. so aside from aside from Chucky, right? There's uh, you actually mentioned Talking Tina. So, like going back even before Chucky to the Twilight Zone. Yeah. There were toys trying to kill us in black and white on TV. Um, I I I'm almost ashamed that we didn't that I didn't take the time to look and see like what like the first like killer toy was but you know it's It's probably talking tina yeah i mean you know and that's and that of course has been parodied right because the simpsons treehouse of horror yeah with the crusty doll yeah you know my name is crusty and i don't like you you know Mm -hmm. like that that concept you know pulling the string on a doll you know that there there were a lot of twilight zone episodes like i i remember as a kid that like used to really fuck with me you know, like, like now, of course, it's it's become more of like an easily watchable thing because we're kind of desensitized the way I mean, they're still great. It, oh, they're awesome. But, you know, it is a, a great early example of like a toy trying to kill you. And, and you know, 
to to call back to to Dave Dave's podcast to calling all creeps. You guys have done um, how many episodes now on on Arl Stein's favorite killer toy dummy? Oh, I don't even. Oh, on the dummy, uh, one. Which is one so far? We, there's only one. We haven't gotten to the sequel yet. But actually, inspiration for uh Slappy comes from Twilight Zone as well. There's an episode called The Dummy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Very, I'd say scarier. Yeah, yeah, definitely really creepy episode and i mean ventriloquist dummies like they're creepy to begin with like even if you look at the ones that like like the howdy duties oh yeah <laughs> like, like you look at those now and it's they're a little disturbing so my older brother yeah i was gonna say that was cliff robertson i had to look it, it up to make sure uh so my older brother bought me a like i don't know who makes it some branded dummy company makes a slappy now like from the book so he bought it for me for christmas and i was like oh and we made some funny videos for the podcast uh, and then I put it into a backpack to bring home and that has lived in that backpack in my trunk ever since. <laughs> nice. Did you, did either of you see, uh, the newest toy story? No. no. There is a ventriloquist dummy that looks almost exactly like Slappy that plays a big role in the movie. There's, Ugh. there's like a talking doll, um, that, that plays kind of like the villain role in the new toy story. She's, she's like a talking Tina type doll and she has like goons that protect her and they're all like slappy ventriloquist du- oh dummies my God, that's awesome and they live in this like uh in this like podunk town in an antique store so like when the toys wander into the antique store um actually because woody sees the lamp that bo peep used to live on well now i don't have to watch the movie <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil the whole thing but like the the bad guys in the movie are, are a group of like creepy ventriloquist dummies. That's horrifying. And yeah, it's and it's effective. Like when I took my my daughter to go see it at the time, she was three. Like when that scene came up, she was like, Ugh. like, <laughs> like visibly was like, I do not like this. You ever think Toy Story is just about ghosts that possess toys? <sighs> you know, like uh, there are some throughout the history of Toy Story. There are some pretty like creepy moments in those movies. Like whether it's like, you know, the, the stereotypical like weird, you know, collector with cheese doodle fingers that's, you know, selling figures on eBay or they even did. They did a Halloween short. They did the they did. Um, the Toy Story of Terror, um, which has some some, you know, some creepy moments in it. But it's m- great, though. It's so funny. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Timothy Dalton right plays the voice of mr prickle pants and he's teaching all the toys like the tropes of horror movies like oh and like you know this is the perfect time you know during a thunderstorm where you get a flat tire on the side of the road and the car while they're in the trunk gets a flat tire and they stop at a hotel and he's like and this is where every perfect horror movie starts and the toys start getting picked off one by one the way they would in like you know typical oh, horror wait. movie fashion That's when they start getting stolen by like the pet of the yep, guy the, who owns the creepy hotel yep the the hotel owner's iguana starts stealing yeah. all the figures and he's ebaying them um yeah that i mean between that or even in the first toy story movie with uh with the the part the part where woody and the rest of the toys break like toy law and they you know they scar Sid <laughs> and inevitably cause years of of uh, of, of psychotherapy because he becomes a garbage man. Yes. In oh, three. That's, that's right. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that if you are in that profession that you become that. But 
he just like you know so all so freaked out by toys so you're not saying that all garbage all sanitation workers were tortured by their toys at one point in their life um no i'm gonna say that garbage men are fine but i'm a garbage man myself (laughs) which has nothing to do with sanitation work and i could speak to that so we have we have toy story we have talking tina we have chucky um another big one is annabelle right Mm mm-hmm so I I was way behind on those movies. I actually just watched them this year, all of them. First one's good. First one was really good. Second one was kind of shitty, but still kind of good. The new one is the best one. The first Annabelle movie is more about uh, Charles Manson than it is the doll. Yeah, which was surprised. And and you know what I? So again, we're we're in New Jersey, so we're in kind of like the the hotbed of where the the Warrens kind of worked. You know, they um the what's the one the house that was in New York? Amityville. The, Amityville is in New York, so it's you know, it's literally like a drive a short drive away from from where we're recording. But their their now defunct museum um was in Connecticut, which is where like the real Annabelle lived. And I after I watched the Annabelle movies, I looked it up. Did you guys know that Annabelle is actually a Raggedy Ann doll? Yeah. Yes. I did not know that. I Maybe, had right? that doll. <laughs> the well, Annabelle doll? Was... No, like I had that Raggedy Ann oh, and Raggedy was... Andy. Yeah, it was, wasn't it mom's and it became like mine and then yours? Yep. Yeah, passed down. Another yeah. passed down toys. I got everybody's sloppy seconds or thirds when it came to toys. But that's what it's, what it's like growing up with older brothers. You know that. Yeah, you I'm have older, older siblings. Yeah. But um, but obviously I held on to my stuff. Sorry, younger brother. And that's what puts me on a podcast like this. I hung on to my stuff. But yeah, I I did not know that it was Raggedy Ann D Ann 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 yeah the lady one, which is which is crazy. Like looking at that, looking at that, like after watching Annabelle and seeing that like very creepily designed like porcelain like doll, um, you know, and like the full dress and everything, sitting in that case that says like positively do not open. You look up the real pictures and it's it's like a Raggedy Ann doll sitting in that same glass case with the same positively do not open. I actually think the Raggedy Ann doll is more frightening. Well, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> you know, they probably couldn't get the licensing for it. Can we use Raggedy Ann as the possessed doll? No, absolutely not. Okay, we'll make one up. Yeah, but is that like, I can't imagine that like the people who are in charge of the Raggedy Ann brand at this point, like when was the last time you saw a Raggedy Ann doll somewhere? I mean, it's still like a <laughs> beloved child's brand. By who, though? Like, I feel like they're the Children. people that were like, oh, man, we got two things going for us. Raggedy Ann and Jax. <laughs> <laughs> Raggedy Ann and Dirt. Yeah, our two big sellers. Uh, I want to talk about, speaking of Annabelle, uh, my favorite haunted doll. Do oh, you guys okay. know Robert the doll? Oh, I do. The little sailor boy who will sail into your nightmares. Dave, do you know about Robert? No, what is oh, it? Oh, please enlighten us. This is a good one. So this is the story of Robert the doll. So according to legend, the doll has supernatural abilities and uh, that allows it to move, change its facial expressions, and make giggling sounds. Which, as a ghost, you know that, like, you're like, what powers you get? And he's like, gotta get giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, some versions of the legend claim that a young girl of uh, Bahamian descent gave Otto the doll as a gift uh, for retaliation for a wrongdoing. And people say it's a, a voodoo doll, whatever. Uh, but other 
uh, legends just claim that the doll vanished after his house changed ownership. Um, and then shortly after they all died. Uh, and his death had triggered the doll's supernatural powers. Um, and it blamed all of his childhood mishaps on this doll, like through like the neighborhood and stuff. And they say since then it's caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, uh, and a cornucopia of other misfortunes. What a phrase, right? Yeah. So Robert, the doll, real, real life haunting. If, if you, if you believe that sort of thing, um, real life haunted doll. Look it up. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll post, (laughs) we'll post a picture of it. It's fucking weird. Um, another good movie with haunted dolls puppet master mm. so big big series like that's like one of those like there's 90s like 42 of them yeah there's a ton but like that's one of those year. ones where i remember looking at the vhs box art like oh, yeah. at rental stores going like i'm not gonna watch that because that looks scary <laughs> they are a little scary they're basically about like nazis so they're nazi puppets kind of well, that was the most recent one, the most recent one was nazi but well, i think it, it isn't in the original one like isn't just one of them a nazi well in the new one there is one that is a nazi but i'm pretty sure the original one is about a man was he either like a holocaust survivor or he was uh like an ex-nazi that made these dolls and cursed them it's like a revenge the original one's like a revenge story oh man where like he makes the dolls and they like do his bidding like with or without him knowing to like whatever but i forget they all blend into each other one halloween i watched like four different ones and i just watched (laughs) the most recent one and they're insane i just remember like that that time period of horror movies where like you'd go to the you know the either the mom and pop um rental store or like you know like a blockbuster or something and always looking at the the horror like section for the covers yeah and i remember the um i remember that cover vividly like along with like the naked lunch one where it's like a guy with a typewriter for a head and uh evil dead i always remember evil dead and uh what was the the robert england phantom of the opera one it's an awful movie but that cover like i i I remember that cover pretty vividly i mean we we can't we can't get away from actually talking about horror toys (laughs) <laughs> that would be kind of that would be kind of important right so i know i have displayed in the living room in my living room downstairs at all times of the year they're like three of my favorite action figures ever i was gonna ask because you decked your house out for halloween yes but that's a those are staples yeah those are staples nice so the movie maniacs the original um, mcfarland's yeah the mcfarland movie maniacs much um big ups to my wife <laughs> who lets those stay up all year round um i have halloween's michael myers uh the nightmare on elm street freddy and then as much as the movie is just complete and utter dog shit isn't it the jason goes to hell jason it is the jason goes to hell jason which is a great looking figure but oh my god they could not have picked a worse movie to make it like the first jason i think it was at the time, because it was right after the switch to new line, it was the only one they had the rights to make. Oh, that's right. I, you know, I always forget that Friday the 13th has that those super weird um, rights issues. Like, Halloween there, now has one of the worst. Yeah, because the, the new us. ones are universal. 
Right, the new Halloween movies are universal. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's all the same. Yeah, but it's the same producer. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's it's all Akkad. It was... Um, Malik Akkad. Yeah, and now his... I think it's his son. No, that's the son. Yeah. Malik. Yep. Um, uh, funny I- story about the Jason Goes to Hell figure. Funko uh, did the mystery minis, the horror mystery minis, which I collected all of the first wave. And for the second wave, I just wanted specific ones that I can never find Jason Goes to Hell Jason. So a guy who comes to the comic shop came in and he's like, here, I, I, do you need Jason? And I'm like, yeah, the next time he came in, and he gave it to me. And he was just like, I have a million people keep giving them to me. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, I know you're a big Friday the 13th fan. And he's just like, yeah, it's the Jason I designed. And oh. yeah. So way to shit on my buddy. <laughs> so wait, he designed the figure or he designed for the movie for the movie. Yeah. Man, I would have if he was at all involved in the in any other aspect of that story. I have so many questions for him. He worked on the original, too. The He's original Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, because Everything. that was when. Uh, so that was there's like a whole lot going on with the Friday the Thirteenth, like rights issues and stuff like that. But that was that was the first one at new line, which is why it's called Jason goes to hell, not Friday the 13th part nine. Yep. Um, but Sean Cunningham was the, wrote and directed the original Friday the 13th and, um, or actually Victor Miller wrote it, but Sean Cunningham directed it. And, um, which is where the rights issues are living now. Um, but Basically, that was his first one where he got the rights from Paramount and was able to bring it to New Line. Uh, yeah, because that, in that movie, there was that whole, like, loosely veiled attempt to connect Evil Dead and and uh, Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. And, you know, because, like, the Necronomicon was in the movie for a hot second. And Freddy's glove at the end pulls the mask into hell. Yeah. Yeah, just... Well, that was New Line again. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that movie's a mess. Because um, the next movie was supposed to be Freddy vs. Jason. Which was eventually made, but in a good, like, was it fun. Was, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was, but that's what you wanted yeah. from it. But there have been, like, there is an incredible market for for horror toys. Like, oh, yeah. incredible. Like, NECA is doing some of the coolest shit ever with, like... I, I absolutely love the Pennywise figures that they've been putting out, like the various like faces and mm-hmm. like I have one on my at my desk at, at work. I have the one that has like Georgie's severed arm and he's got like that, like, you know, grin. The uh, the Jason's are all fantastic. Yeah. I, wh- who's the one that did the um, was it the, the GameStop exclusive one? Where it's the the NES Jason, but you open the box and the box is like one of those greeting cards that plays the music from the video game. So the original one was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive and it got super expensive. So they re-released one as a Toys R Us exclusive. And that's the one that sang and it also came with the severed head of Jason's mother, which is you can find in the game and then you get an item there too. Yeah, but that's... You get the sweater and that's how you beat the game. Well, you don't need it to beat the game. But it makes it very, very easy. That game's insanely hard. I love that game. Oh, it's so it's so much fun. That's Same. one that's like actually fun to lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my buddy Carl, uh, we tried to beat that game. And you our, and your friends are dead. Yes. <laughs> where we tried to beat that game so much at our like our darkest hour together in life. We're like, so we would meet up and play it on the NES. And our rule was 
we had to beat it NES style. So no internet. The only tips that we could get were from friends and be like, hey, your older brother play this yet? Or we should have done magazines. Yeah, you should have gotten the Nintendo. I think there was a Nintendo Power that had. Um, It might have been a Game Pro. Yeah. I don't remember. But that's why I have the Jason tattoo on my leg is uh, in the NES colors. Such... That's such a cool. I have the eight uh, bit pop of the NES colors for I Freddy and Jason, and I'm a, a very strongly hate Funko, but uh, I do Ooh, not, hot, hot take. I do yeah. not like Funko. Hot take on I this like podcast. I, I more power to them for everything they're doing. So happy that they found success. The designers and stuff on it are awesome guys. They're like a lot of fans living their dream, but. Funko itself, I mean, it's okay. It's fine. Not your thing. Not my thing. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. But yeah, the, the, speaking of Funkos, though, they have made some some awesome horror pops. Like mm-hmm. that's, I yes. think that's probably one of their biggest. Um, yeah, there's that one Comic Con exclusive, Jason Unmasked, where it was. It's like a thousand dollars now it, at this point. They actually, as of. That's awesome. Today, the twenty fourth, I don't have it. They did like a uh, a um, throwback Thursday to some horror pops that they put out. I think it was just Freddie and Jason. Yeah, they showed Freddie and Jason, but I think it was three different iterations of each, and they're all exclusives of some kind. Yeah, it was the uh, regular Jason, the Roy, and the Unmasked, and then the Freddies. Were... I think it was an eight bit. There was an eight bit Jason in there too. Oh, maybe, maybe it was the eight bit yeah, Jason then. Because they did a. I. I think I have so the normal original Jason. Um, I have the NES Jason of the normal colors, the NES Jason of the NES colors, uh, the NES Dorb of Jason, the normal Dorb. Remember when they tried to make that happen? Yes. Uh, I have the mystery mini, every mystery mini Jason, including the uh, 8-bit, the NES colors, which was the chase. Which was like such a low ratio. Yes. And it's incredible how it happened. I bought so much at the comic shop. We were having a sale. There was the last one in the entire store. And they were like, you kind of have to buy it. And it, that was the one. Like, after forever. As it goes. Yeah. And oh. then uh, also I have the uh, Funko when they did the reaction figures, which, thank God, Super 7 took them back. Uh, that's kind of why I'm... Funko's... Yeah. It's a whole story with Super 7 and them. But, yeah, that I have the any New York Comic Con exclusive... Uh, NES Jason. From yeah, I wanted that but. one. So I, I, um, while we're talking about Super Seven and like that that kind of reaction series, I don't know if you guys, uh, if if you're following us on social media, which by the way, plug, um, AIC underscore podcast. Follow us on on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we post all kinds of shit throughout the week. You know, anything that we're finding. But um, you're one on of it too. What was that? You're on stuff. I yeah. see stuff first. From AIC underscore pod on Instagram. Damn straight. So one of my favorite follows on our account is Killer Bootlegs. And he recently came across this this mold for a from 1978 for the shape, Michael Myers. And it was in that like that four inch scale, like three and three quarter scale, you know, five points of articulation style figure of Michael Myers, the shape. 
um think like like a gi joe yeah and they're they're putting he, you know he's putting it out from from my from what i can tell you know he's gonna do a, a production of them you know a small production but he did a test print like he gave away like a test print with like a full test print like card and everything yeah, awesome um you know it was a raffle so it was like a ten dollar entry i 100 percent was like take my money um I can't wait for him to put out that that actual figure. It's it's such a cool story that it never got made, you know, for obvious reasons. Like if mm-hmm. if you go to his account and you you scroll back and you look at the actual post, um, I think we actually reposted that post, so you could probably find it on ours too. But like the uh, the alien figures, which exactly. Super Seven wound up making. That's yep, pretty much the story of reaction figures too. They had they found the original sculpt for the original alien. That they would not put out because they wouldn't put out toys for a rated R movie. Yep. And that's the whole thing. They were like, yeah. you know, people don't want, you know, parents didn't want their kids to have. <laughs> well, they, they weren't ready to do it. That yeah. was. Yeah. Robocop kind of broke that mold. Yeah. They didn't want to have an action figure of a, of a guy that was running around slashing teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's an awesome looking figure. I can't wait to see the final product. Uh, well, there was a Rambo cartoon. I had those figures. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those. They had the like the big like He-Man style almost, but they like, were boxier in a way. They, yeah, they weren't He-Man style. They were more like Safubi Japanese style in a way. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I remember. I do remember them though. They had some great accessories. They had like really great. Like I remember this big helicopter, and there was the Jeep as well. Yep. Were they that Remco? Jeep was cool. Were they? I think they may have been Remco. Remco had some incredible things, including the Universal Monsters figures, which so good. Yeah, and and speaking of which, we were during the the first half of this podcast, we were watching uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon in the background, which I know is is one of uh, also Dave's. Well, Mego favorites. did the Universal Monsters too. They did. They did the big cloth figures, but the yeah. little three and three quarter figures were all the the Remco boys. Well, they weren't three and three quarters. They were more like. I want to say the the Rambo's were like six. Oh no, the Rambo's were big. Yeah, they, they were six did, inch scale. They did wrestling too, but like generic. yeah, the AWA. No, they yeah. they were AWA. They weren't generic. I have no idea. That's what they were. That's what they reminded me of. They were the same type of figures as those because I remember you had a couple of those. Oh man, I yeah, yep, they were Remco. Rambo was Remco. I wish I had those AWA figures in good shape, but I had. I had Shawn Michaels. Let's just put it that way. If you look up on eBay how much Shawn Michaels is in that individual series. Played with that figure a lot. <laughs> but but also, Dave, you you have a um, you have a quite a uh, an affinity for for all swamp type monster figures. I do. So swamp thing, man thing and creature, right? Yes. So um, I know you showed me a picture beforehand, but uh, where how did you how did you fall into the creature from the Black Lagoon? Uh, it's a long story. It was kind of the thing where it's a movie that I'd seen in the past and then found a new meaning for at like a darker time in my life and then just kind of like leaned into it real hard and started watching it a lot. It was kind of like the perfect movie to have in the background with like stuff going on, which is ironic that we did that now. Um, and also like just a creature that I always really appreciated, uh, which if you're, if you're into, um, novels and feminism and history of the, of, uh, film, check out, um, Lady from the Black Lagoon. 
which was written by Mallory O'Mara, which came out recently. And that's about the female that actually designed the creature from the Black Lagoon and how it was basically all the credit was taken from her. But it's a really interesting story about um, women in film and especially like the horror genre back when. But um, yeah, so it's just it, it kind of grew from there. My love for the movie. And then the figures before were there weren't too many. I mean, basically, you had the Remco figures. You had the um, like you're saying, the Migos. Um, and then those two figures, Universal Monster figures, really just in a way of like horror figure nostalgia just spanned into this crazy thing where that Mego style figure has been remade by so many different companies. Like you can get the Mego figure from NECA. You can get it from, I mean like a number of different people. And then the Remco figure is basically just what Funko and super seven put out for their universal monsters and are continuing to do just yeah. new sculpts. And some of those Remco figures, like I'm thinking like the AWA figures were in like He-Man scale. But these were these were basically they looked just like they would fit right with your Kenner Star Wars figures. Yeah. These Remco. And they also came with uh, if you had those play sets, they would have it was like the same material they would use to make the carrying cases. Not the Star Wars one. Those are like hard plastic. But you know that like vinyl wrapped. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that. Like the Hot Wheels cases. Yes. But they actually Remco came out with a uh, Universal Monsters like haunted house carrying case. And it was like a play set that you could use with them too, made out of that material. Oh, no shit. So like if you popped it open, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like trap doors and stuff. But yeah. And then even they did the glow in the dark figures, which even if you go to Super 7 now, they have the Misfits Fiends that I've been picking up and they did a Remco homage. That's all glow in the dark with that awesome card art that Remco had on those monsters. Yep, the big face, bright colors on a stark black contrast looks like an album cover is awesome. Yeah, they're doing Super 7 is doing is doing really great work with with all of those everything, brands with yeah. everything everything from from baseball which we talked about on last episode to like all the horror stuff to everything in between like and i think they have um multiple well they have some sort of new japan figures coming out but if you're to believe rumor it's going to be uh reaction style and then like mattel elite style yeah that'd be incredible yeah wow yeah they've grown it's just them and NECA. i mean they've come from just like they're just fans like us they yeah just make what they want and it's like that's why i think collecting toys is so exciting right now i mean like i'm sure everyone has like their thing right like the thing that you you enjoy collecting the most so for me you know the, the star wars and the marvel figures but i actually spend more time in a store looking at the stuff that i don't buy yeah and like admire like like I was I, I went I went to Target and I went over to like that area where they have the NECAs and the, the pops like over by like the, the DVDs and Blu-rays um, and video games. And I spent like a solid 20 minutes the other day just looking at the various like Jason's yeah. that they had. And the um and I saw Zap posted the video. One of my favorite um movies, uh, pseudo horror movies that's now you know has new toys coming out the, those christmas gremlins oh yeah like that is such a cool set with them with like the scarves and like it, it's just it, they're, they're doing you know they're, they're doing some really great work and what, and they're not secondary market they're not like 
if you wanted to jump in at any time, they're not the hardest. No, and they and, come across. and they're finally um, after years of, of partnering with Target, they're finally available on Target.com, which is huge. Like as of only a few weeks ago, better prices too. Yeah. The only thing is that if you can, this is not like a plug, but as a collector, if you need to buy NECA stuff, find the mom and pop comic shops, find the local places because the markup sometimes the price of getting them into a big box retailer from a smaller uh, place is 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 tough. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if you need to get them at Target, buy them there because you know you want to support so that they know you know people are buying so they can continue. But I mean, sometimes that that dairy uh exclusive GameStop it figure the pennywise the the retail for it was thirty five dollars yep and like twenty five is the normal has always been the normal NECA price which is crazy that it was just ten more dollars and that's what all the prices are at GameStop for them. It's just mm. I mean we don't think about like these little guys were like, oh yeah of course I need to pay more money for it because this is the Darth Plagueis that came out in the vintage <laughs> series and it's this one and that's it's because it's Darth Plagueis. We don't think about that it's made out of like oil and <laughs> like how much it costs for shipping and yep. for the big box and how many they had to buy to get that. And like, so yeah, good point. Yeah. So before we, before we wrap it up on, uh, on horror toys and, and, uh, and on Halloween, uh, put you on the spot and we'll, we'll go down the line. I'll, I'll kick it off. Favorite horror toy ever. So it could be either a physical toy that you've owned. It could be like a horror toy in a movie. It could be, you know, uh, any of those things. So I'll I'll start. My absolute favorite horror toy ever is actually my my movie maniacs original Michael Myers. Like I just remember getting that that figure in the, the blister pack that it was in, seeing it on the on the wall. I think I probably got it at the time from um like a suncoast video or one of those places but i remember that that toy was particularly awesome because that if you remember that those early movie maniacs toys um they were some of the most lifelike and most realistic looking ones out there one two they came with this awesome like movie poster Mm -hmm. that was in this like like it looked like it was made out of like bone the the stand and like everything with it and you know sadly i have my michael myers on display but i i couldn't tell you what happened to the pumpkin that he came with or that movie poster but that's still i like i just i love the way that that figure looks absolute favorite who's next um i always remember you had that freddy krueger like soft figure oh that was like a bootleg freddy krueger with like the, the broken arm with the broken arm yeah it was like yeah. a bootleg freddy um, I was actually going to say that was probably one of them because that was just so bizarre and so rare and so random. Um, that thing's probably still in mom's basement somewhere. It's somewhere. Probably without the arm, though. Um, I like, you know what I liked? What I thought were great, and I have one of them, and I think you were who got it for me. Um at one point, McFarlane put out 3D movie posters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really did get that. And for I you. have Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, because they were doing the album posters too. I had the Master of Puppets Metallica album cover, and then they did the the movie posters too. And they had Alien with the light up egg. Yes. And um, 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I'm Friday responsible the 13th, for that. Friday the 13th, I think, was one of them, too. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's cool. Rocky Horror. Um, they had a bunch of them. Wasn't it, wasn't it the Friday the 13th uh, part three? Because it was the, the knife coming through the shower? I think they had part one as well. They had part one, yeah. But yeah, That's no, I, I remember. I got you the Nightmare on Elm Street one. 100%, that was me. I completely forgot about them. Also, Dave, what about you? So mine, I thought about, because I figured this question was coming. That, and you had two answers to think through. Yeah, but I knew uh, this was my answer. So I just <laughs> needed to get the name of it. So this is a horror franchise, horror sci-fi, it danced around, but uh, I was a huge fan of miniature figures, anything small that I can carry with me. So I'm going to have to go with Mighty Max Conquers <gasps> the uh, Palace of Poison. Oh man, I loved my Mighty Max figures. I love Mighty Max. I actually re started recollecting them over the past year and <sighs> finding different ones. But if you think about it, Mighty Max was a small boy in a, a red hat who was put into these different horror tropes. Mm -hmm. um, first one, Skull Dungeon, where he is basically in a giant skull building with a uh, Frankenstein. Yep. And an evil doctor. My oh, favorite was. Wasn't the, it like a red Frankenstein? The, this one was green. Green. Okay. There were a bunch of different ones, but uh, this one, which was my favorite, was a snake, and it opens up two ways, and you basically are in the bottom of a pyramid with a giant scorpion and a mummy that comes out. Um, and there's like a catwalk and stuff, but they were just full playsets. I loved playsets. We don't get playsets as much anymore, and if we are getting them, it's a huge $600 yep. deal. For collectors. That's crowdfunded. Yeah, and I don't have the space for it. <laughs> I'm, I was never a Masters of the Universe guy until recently watching Toys That Made Us and just kind of really getting invested in it. Oh, but I, the, had, I had all of those. Yeah. Have you seen the Castle Grayskull that Super 7 did? It's pretty great. It, it's basically, it, it's pretty much, um, you know. It's pound for pound almost. Pound for pound yeah. almost the original, yeah. I have the original too. At home, I was going to repaint it and uh, basically add like boards over the windows and like tag it up and put make like fake like empty 40s at the bottom and make it like it's condemned. But like I've just had it because I was going to like spray paint it. But the original paint job on those is just like everything was oh, fantastic. And it's so good. I just have it up on a bookshelf. And yeah, it's but did you there. have Skull or um, not Snake Skull Mountain? Mountain, Snake Mountain Snake with, the with the microphone? No, I don't have I that. that. I had that. It's great. I still have the sticker of the carpet, which is so good. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'd say it's it's my Mighty Max because it's, I mean, it's you as a 90s child put into a horror scenario as you, that you can put in your pocket. I have not thought about Mighty Max in such a long time. Well, if you ever want to come over and play Mighty Max with me, you could be Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> He's the tiny owl. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Bye. Happy Halloween. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours.
This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.